We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. over the Dallas Mavericks. Five games make work of it. And you know what? We could talk about tonight's game. But right now, all I can think about is in context of everything this team has been through, Clay going through two of the most gruesome injuries you can think of, uh, losing majority of their roster to retirement and free agency, Steph breaking his hand, Draymond, having injuries of his own and kind of falling to the bottom to get back to the mountaintop six finals in eight years. Special, special group, special group, special leader, special Draymond, Steph, Clay. I, th- I think we should spend a lot of time on those three guys, but I think the main thing is you brought up the trek back up the mountaintop was tough. Right. And I think that's what would make this more fulfilling. I think if the Warriors, you know, if this happened in 2019, I think they're happy, but they're not like this. Sam, I think Sam, I think Clay was crying, right, when they interviewed him at the end. I think that's why he stepped away. I think this is how much it means to not just Clay, but to everyone else in the organization. It, it's it's different, I think, compared to pretty much any basketball team that we've seen now in the past decade because there's no basketball team like the Warriors where they play together, they grew up together, they've been through the highs, they've been through the lows, and the thing is now they're back up on the high, right? And it's different, right? It's different from just any other team that just puts some random stuff together and, and tries to figure out in a scene or two, and then it goes away. This almost feels like we – it's like a TV show that's gone eight seasons, Right. Like there's this payoff now that's happening. And and I think you saw it in the emotion, man. I, I really think those guys, they don't they don't win a championship. They still got four to go, but it, it felt like they crested a mountaintop tonight. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I'm I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of at a loss for words at times going through it. It's you think about all the things they've been through, you think about the doubts along the ways. Like personally, look, man, we pot a lot. 
there were many points between 2019 and today where I doubted if they could get back to this point, wondering what they were doing. Uh, we're not going to call out players who've been on this roster, but like, you know, at, at certain points in like the 2020, 21 season, I'm looking at this, I'm like, dude, who are these guys? And, and everyone nationally bringing up, they're never getting back. It's over. Done. They had a nice run. It was over. All those things. And you know what? I just have to tip my cap to let's start with the three most important people to this. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, but also to Steve Kerr and the coaching staff. And yes, sir. Management and ownership and all the people who are kind of involved in rebuilding it. Like any way you want to slice it, it's hard to win to to win to get to the top. It's harder to do it a second time. After you're older, you're beaten down, all those things happen to you. You know, the only teams who do it multiple times like this are the immortal teams, the teams that people talk about 30 years later, the Chicago Bulls, like the Jordan Bulls, the, you know, Kobe's Lakers, uh, Magic, like teams like that. Tim Duncan, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tim Duncan and the Spurs. Like it is the most rarefied of air that they have a chance to put them there. They're already better than most teams for even getting back here. They win and they, they win another title they compete for more championships on the second half. They are an untouchable. Like they're already a dynasty who's going to be remembered in NBA history. They will go down as one of the greatest sports teams of all time for doing all this. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. And you and I, like you said, we did not see this coming. I, I think the most realistic, even the happiest Warriors fans uh, did not really see this coming the the warriors were going to be good going into the season but an nba finals appearance was that's crazy right especially with clay coming off that injury i'm with you they they figure this out and they win this and they pull this off they are immortalized essentially for the rest of eternity and that goes for every and isn't that the cool part about the warriors when you talk about the warriors it's not just steph curry i mean a lot of it is steph curry but it's not just steph curry it's Clay Thompson coming back. They needed him. It's Draymond Green defensively. It's Steve Kerr, the guy that came in and implemented the offense and defense. It's Joe Lake willing to spend money. I mean, they pay the most tax in the NBA right now. And then it's everyone else, right? It's the development coaching staff. Jordan Poole is great tonight. Yeah. And Moses Moody was good tonight. And Kevon, oh, dude, we'd have, come on, 10 minutes and we'd even talk Kevon Looney. Incredible. Robbed, right, <laughs> robbed of the, the conference finals MVP. If it didn't go to Steph, I wanted it to go to Looney. Just to be honest, if it wasn't Steph, I really wanted to go to Looney. Looney, Looney would have been the only player to win it where I wouldn't have like gotten kind of salty for Steph. You know, I would just be like, well, yeah, it's Looney. You know, <laughs> like that, and that's a guy that isn't his kind of his career kind of mirror the Warriors in these last few years where he came in, he was a draft pick, but just constantly injured, had to fight his way back, and now you see him at the top. And now Kevon Looney is going to be – he's closing out a Western Conference Finals game at home. And one of the main reasons why Clay makes threes and one of the reasons why the uh, the Mavs can't just uh, torch uh, the Warriors on the perimeter. It's just – man, incredible. So let's, let's get into it a little bit. Let's talk about 
this game here. I, I kind of feel like this game in many ways kind of exemplifies the Warriors because Steph rolls his ankle early in it, and you can tell it was bothering him most of the game because he kind of took more of a playmaking role than being aggressive trying to score the ball. But it doesn't matter because they, for lack of a better word, they are a team. It, you know, tonight was Clay's night to be the offensive fire torch and he lit it up uh 32 points <laughs> shout out clay for being like i left a couple on the table there like it's such a clay thompson yeah. thing to say he's, he's not wrong he missed a few couple open looks he could have had 40 it was one of those type of nights for him you know uh looney 18 rebounds just kind of filling in every gap needed draymond the much aligned like is he gonna shoot the ball you made a quarter three five, i don't even know how seven 17 points. And then to your point, Wiggins. Wiggins, a player who would not be on this team if management was not willing to pay extra luxury tax, because let's just be real, his contract is what it is. Wiggins has had a phenomenal postseason run the entire way, stamped with this game another 18 and 10 for him, and just kind of... Wiggins, one of those guys who I feel like continually makes a big play when you need it for this team and is doing stuff that like, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think, you know, he, he, I thought he was good for this team last year. I did not see him taking this next step for them. And it it speaks to everything they've built where it's just, it's sticking true to who they are and being, being about it and sticking with it the whole way through. That's exactly what it is. I mean, we talked about Looney as an example. Let's talk about Wiggins as, as an example for this franchise's success. And now this is Steph and everyone, right? Uh, Steve Kerr, everyone is – they took a gamble on Wiggins when they didn't have to. Andrew Wiggins, before he went to the Warriors, was the worst contract in the NBA. And a lot of this is also a Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. yeah, a joke, right? And a lot of this is Andrew Wiggins accepting – who he can be, and now he's amazing. They can't, they can't win without him on the floor right now. It's simple as that. So a lot of it is him, and a lot of it is, I think, for the Warriors, they, they are, they build a system that tries to make you the best player that you can be. And if you're going to be willing to accept that, like Andrew Wiggins has, you're going to have a career now that I think a second stage of Andrew Wiggins' career, where he essentially turned his entire right? Basketball playing career around to, he's not a punchline anymore, man. Like he's the reason why Luca struggled tonight. He's guarding the guy full court for five straight games, Sam. That's insane. How's he not tired? Right? So this is, I think, a testament to that. Two years ago, Warriors never getting back to the finals. Wiggins, what are you doing acquiring him? He sucks. Today, I, I log on and, I, and I'm reading about these teams who are eyeing Wiggins in free agency. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we're not talking about that, but like it speaks to the fact that he went from a guy that was universally kind of, you know, a punchline to now everyone's like, yeah, dude, if we could just get Wiggins to complete our, you know, to be the guy on our team. And, and that just speaks to who the Warriors are more than anything. You know, it's like he, he, he went from being a guy that, that you know, it's like we're acquiring him to be a contract piece to get a star to like, right. Uh, right. you know, like I, I hope they, I hope they don't, you know, I hope they can keep him because he better, not, he better, not, yeah, go exactly. he yeah, better exactly. not go anywhere. He better not go anywhere. Cause he was for a long time, the second most consistent and best player for this team 
this run. And I think he's one of the reasons why uh, Clay and Draymond can have bad games. Because we've seen Clay and Draymond have bad games this postseason, especially in this series. But the Warriors can survive that now. And a lot of this this conversation around Steph Curry and everybody else in the NBA, you see the difference. For other teams, it's like Luka's amazing at this. But when he's bad, it's, oh, my God, Luka has no help. He has to have these guys make 23s. But with the Warriors, that's never the conversation. And that's a, there's a reason for that, right, Sam? It's because this is an actual team. And that's why people love watching this team, not just Warriors fans. It's in the ratings. People love watching the Warriors. They're an actual team that people grew up on, that people care about. And the conversation is never, if Steph plays bad, oh, my God, Clay sucks, right? Clay has to show up. It's never that with this team. It's they can just play better together because that's what the sport is about. I, I feel like the last six, seven years, his sport became some type of uh, uh, martyr ball type of like, if he doesn't play well, then fuck his teammates kind of thing, right? Like, that's not how the Warriors are. I think that's cool. We don't see that with anyone else in the NBA. And let's, be re- and let's be real. That's not what basketball is about. We all grew up playing basketball. It, it was weird to see the sport of basketball turn into this, quote, you know, quote, unquote, like, he's the star. His teammates must surface him. When, like, every basketball team on every level is mostly about how can the best player, in the worst case, Steph Curry, get the most out of his teammates. I feel like that has been lost a little bit over the last years. And I feel like with the Warriors winning and getting back to the finals this year, we can have that discussion. Like it, it, the Warriors, as you said, are a true team. And it comes down to the fact that they all make each other better. You know? Yeah. They do. It starts with Steph. It'll always start with Steph. Newsflash, all teams always start with the best player. Like, there's no way around that. But it starts with him sacrificing, and that leads to Clay and Draymond sacrificing. It leads to Wiggins buying in and sacrificing and becoming a player that, you know, people didn't think he was in Minnesota. People thought he was lazy in Minnesota. Turns out that was an incorrect assessment of it. The opposite. (laughs) It's an unfair assessment of him. We can go down the line in this game. Bielita. Oh, my God. Who'd been up and down all year. He'd had his moments, but he had a lot of down moments too. Amazing game. Gave him great minutes. Another player bought into the team. No one's, you know, no one's throwing him under the bus when he has bad games. There's a level of we're going to need him at some point. And what does he do? I mean, this was his best game of the season when you consider the stakes. Of Of the season, of his career, of his career, Sam, of his career. Definitely the most important game of his NBA career. He's had better games statistically, but like in terms of impact in a moment that matters, Fialica was a vital contributor to the closeout game of a Western Conference Finals. Would you have seen that coming in the preseason? No, no. Better yet, would you have seen Fialica guarding Luka Doncic straight up and stopping him every single time with a NBA Finals berth on the line? No, you told me that in the preseason. Be like, yeah, if you if you if you told me that in the preseason, I'd be like, well, you know, we can talk about what they need in the off season. <laughs> you know, like it's like I wouldn't have seen that coming, but it, it speaks to the overwhelming thing, which is they're a full team. They came together, and when they, when you're a team, those things they tend to happen a little easier. Like we're, we've not even, we've gotten this far into it. We're not talking about Moses Moody. Moses Moody uh. didn't even play in the first two series as because of injury, because of whatever. 
ended up being a vital rotation piece for this team in this series, and he played excellent. He played excellent for them. I just I, that's this this team is a is an actual team, and I think that's the part that's the coolest about the Warriors. Moses Moody tonight with what he can do as a rookie, right? As a rookie, given the opportunity, and I know you and I sit here and we're always. I get frustrated with Steve Kerr kind of going down his bench and playing everyone, but uh, he's right, right? And Steve Kerr, I mean, we talk about the urgency that he's had with his playoffs. He's also kind of relented that down the stretch, and he's saying, look, I have no choice. The entire bench is in street clothes. We've got to trust our guys. I can't just run people out ragged. And let's just – he first he started with giving Moody a couple minutes, right? Same thing with Pelly. Gave him a couple minutes, five minutes, and said, if you're going to be bad, I won't play you, like with Damian Lee, like JTA. If you're going to be bad, I won't play you. But if you're going to be good, we're going to give you an extra chance. And, and I just think that's the fundamentally so much different than other teams. Like with the Mavs, if I were Jason Kidd, if, if Steve Kerr was coaching that team, wouldn't you think like Marquise Chris would have gotten minutes, right? Dwight Powell was atrocious, right? Like just give him a shot. And I think that's – Keeping everyone thinking, I think making fun of Steve Kerr is pretty easy. They're shrinking the numbers and all of that. But, man, that's what makes this team so cool. It, it just makes it so much different. And then I think the final thing with the, the team part for me is, is the offense. It's the system. And, and you and I always talk about how they need to run more pick and roll. And, I, you know, we always are going to say that. They went uh, only up 10 into the fourth quarter. And Steve Kerr in the interview said, hey, we got to pass the ball more. And you know what they did? Clay started taking – stopped taking bad shots. Went to the hole, passed the ball, and this team blew him out on the fourth. And I think nobody plays like that, right? We're gonna we're gonna go see Boston and, and Miami tomorrow, man. They play some terrible offensive basketball. I guess just stupid. good defensive teams, not the prettiest watch on offense. You're you're correct. Um, let's give let's give Kerr some credit right now. I think the most impressive thing for me with Steve Kerr is after last season, he was willing to acknowledge it's time to make some changes and he did it and this year's team from day one was a little more experimental than his teams in the past starting with the fact that they play more zone defenses than i've ever seen them play at any point in the first seven years of curse coaching they run more lineup combinations than i've ever seen them run they run some they run a lot of the same stuff on offense but there's a little more pick and roll. There's a little more kind of pick on the worst defender going on. There was like adaptation there. And to, to me, you could expect a coach as accomplished as him to maybe not want to make changes, but no, he did. He did. He grew. And it, it, that's the reason they get back here because it's easy to talk about the, the players, but it also starts with, it's also the coaches, the league's always changing. And the minute you're willing to acknowledge that, like, okay, I, I always have to be open to new ideas. That's how you stay ahead of the curve. And you know what? Steve deserves yeah. credit for that. I mean, I mean, that's it's like a startup that is in the last round of funding, and they got to figure out how to make that extra 150 million, right? They <laughs> they, they got to change stuff up. You can't just do what was amazing in 2017. Things change. Things change in life. And I think that's that's what Steve was so great at. I think this season was figuring that out and saying. If we hire the best coaches, and I think this goes for Joe Lacob too. I mean, we haven't even talked about him yet. Um, maybe, maybe not. But like saying, well, let's hire head coaches on the staff. Mike Brown's going to be a head coach. He's already on the staff. 
Kenny Atkinson, by all intents and purposes, Sam, a head coach. Uh, he, was, he was a head coach, and he, he was probably literally... will be a head coach again. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for the Lakers, maybe. Uh, Jama Mal- Malalila, who they who they picked up from Toronto, going to be a future head coach, right? They they essentially have, and it feels like that 2014-15 team where they had multiple head coaches on that staff. And Steve Kerr can't do it all, but what Steve Kerr has to do is admit that they need to change, and that starts with leadership, and that starts with him. And he's been willing to just be as urgent as possible in this series. I just think the Warriors from before, if they had this series, they, this series would have gone six or seven. I just really feel that way. But because this coaching staff has changed the rotations and changed the defensive schemes and offensive schemes, you had a stat today that you tweeted that the Warriors have run essentially 40% more pick and roll uh, in this series versus ever before. Like that type of stuff right there, that's why they win in five. Now they get a week off, right? And, and that's, that's leadership. I want to talk about one other person, and then we're going to take to the callers. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, to me, represents the Warriors' change more than anyone else. Um, Jordan Poole, the first draft pick they had after Kevin Durant left when Clay Thompson tore his knee. Jordan Poole had maybe the worst rookie season I've seen from a player in a very long time, for a player who actually played minutes. And then he kept growing. And he got better, and he got better as the Warriors got better, and they got better. And in many ways, Jordan Poole is the player who exemplifies era two of this group more than anyone because he was the first player brought in. They draft him. Kevin Durant leaves in free agency two days later. That first season was rough. That second season showed promise. In that third season, you're like, oh, damn, they're back, you know? And Jordan Poole had an excellent game tonight. He had 16 points, six assists, six rebounds, two, six of eight. Like, I mean, he's just such a vital part of this team. And to me, he is, you know, this team will always start with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr. But Jordan Poole exemplifies kind of act two of this group. And Ooh, I like that. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I think it is important to acknowledge it because it's a, it's a two-way thing. Management found him but he, and coaching staff developed him, but he also put in the work and became that guy. And none of it, it you know, it's, that's, that's who the Warriors are. It, it's a two-way street. Right? I, I think a lot of it too is Jordan Poole willing to play that style. You're, you're a young kid like that who works that hard and you know you can average 20-plus points in the NBA for the, for the rest of your career. I think Poole realized that probably last season. I think it's hard for someone like that to play the way the Warriors do because the Warriors play a very unconventional style. So like you said, it's going to be an act two with Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody moving forward. And I think it's cool to see the leader of that young group buy into the Warriors way. And again, as I always say, it starts with 30, right? Uh, but it also adds up to Jordan Poole, man. Like it's up to him to accept that style because he's going to be good everywhere. He's going to be good everywhere. But maybe you could argue if he wants to be great, maybe the Warriors are the best place, right? And I think he's, man, he's going to have a chance here in the NBA finals to, to kind of show his stuff. I think it's, uh, <sighs> It's just this is a different type of organization versus I think any NBA team that we've seen since the Spurs, man. Sam, there's no other team. I can't even think of a team that's similar to this outside of the Spurs. There's nothing else in the last decade no. plus. Nothing else. No, no, no. 
Let's take it to the callers. Take it to the goons. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, what's up, man? Um, just excited, man. We uh, we we finished it. Uh, poetic for Clay Thompson to be the guy to send us back to the finals after all he's been through. That was awesome to watch. And our offense is much different when Draymond Green looks at the rim. That was fantastic. Moody just getting thrown in in a game five of a clo- closeout game and frankly being fantastic was awesome to watch. Um. Yeah, let's load up for Boston. I don't think they can dribble. We're going to have GP2, Otto, and Iggy back by the looks of it from media reporting. So we should be full go. They should be beat up. Uh, let's go win number four. Six six finals in eight years. I will find my way to the Bay for a finals game. Super excited for this. Ryan, appreciate you, my man. Do we want to talk a little Boston, or are we going to wait? Nah, let's keep it moving. Yeah, let's wait. That's what that's what I'm thinking. I, tonight feels wait. like a celebration night. Yeah. We will move on on the next episode, and then we might have a little surprise one for you in there. Too. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about oh, oh boy! Well, let's get to friend of the show, Evan, the uh, the creator of NBA Wowie, my guy, Evan Z. What's up, man? Oh, hey, hey, hey. No, I did it. <laughs> What's up, Evan? How you doing, Evan? Hey, uh, I wanted to ask, am I, am I actually a friend of the show? Of course you're oh, a friend of the show. On. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm a legit I'm a legit friend of the show. Okay. Yeah, real friend I, of the show. You know, you guys are great. I just want to say I listen, I listen to, like, religiously to every single podcast. And tonight was the first time... I actually was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call in or whatever you call this call calling. This is so awesome, man. It's, it's, it's been way too long. I mean, what it's been like three years, two, three years. It's crazy. 20 years. It's what it feels like. Right. Oh, uh, we go back, my man. <laughs> no, we, no, no. Yeah. I mean, we go back to like the man when the Warriors were actually bad. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's why you get us because you you and I go back to the pre Joe Lake of years, so there's a <laughs> level of like built-in skepticism over everything, where it's like I'm you know I've seen I've seen the promises before. <laughs> I mean, dude, there were points where we were talking about like, is Jeremy Tyler the future? Uh, we'd, we'd have conversations about we'd have conversations about Charles Jenkins, Mister Midrange, but Mid-range. yeah, this is a the master. This is a whole this is a whole different thing. I, I, um, 
and I got to see my guy Moody shine. That was just an amazing capper to this whole thing for me. Um, I do have a question, a question for you guys, and then I'll I'll get off the air or whatever people say. Um, where do we think this team actually would be if we still had D'Lo and that trade hadn't gone down? <laughs> Does he buy into like what hap- What would happen? You know, he's would he have bought in? in? No, no. And then he's where like, would Pool be? Like you know, you have D'Lo. I mean, well, I think I think you nailed it. If they kept and Evan, I appreciate you calling in. If they kept D'Lo, I think they'd be a playoff team because. It, I mean, Talent's talent, but like Jordan Poole's a lost cause. They never rediscover their defensive identity. They're just kind of twisting in the wind of waiting on Steph and D'Lo and Clay to be explosive, but not doing anything. Like, yeah, that's a that's a dark timeline. I don't want to think about that. And then by, they don't by, have Kuminga, who's obviously going to be like the next <laughs> yeah, Kawhi. Kawhi letter. Uh, <laughs> by the way, shout out to Evans. He he brought this up quickly, but I just wanted to let the the listeners know that. He Moses Moody was his favorite player, uh, essentially in the last NBA draft, and Moses Moody was the one that made big, big plays for this team. Not Kaminga, who I love and, and Sam loves and Warriors fans love, but it was Moses Moody making all the smart plays. Like he's the one that's Moody 28 moves. years old. <laughs> Moody Moses, like, like the guy plays like he's 28. It doesn't make any sense. The the fact that the the fact that he doesn't make any mistakes. I just I don't get it. But he's amazing. I don't get it either. But we'll keep moving. Let's get to Jack. Oh, hey. Um, first time, long time, I guess. Um, I the last caller just inspired by, me. Like, by the way, is that is that um, what picture we have here? Is that uh, that's Andres Torres. Is that Andres Torres? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, just dressed up like Andres Torres. Um, I like grew up like pre. I I don't know, in like the purple and orange Warriors era as like a kid then, and just like the evolution of the Warriors to now is still wild to me. Because I remember, like, the NBA would be on TNT, and then there would be Warrior games, and they felt like not even the same thing. It felt like you had, like, the NBA, and then you had, like, the Warriors that you'd be on. And to, like, just, I don't know, to experience the growth, it's just been awesome. I still can't even believe we're here. Um, I guess, I don't know, my question for you guys, like, is this the most strength in numbers team that we've had yet? Like, the other ones have been reliable guys, but this, there's so many different guys that you drop in. You drop in a Bielita for a game. You drop in just a Moses Moody who didn't even play for a couple of rounds. This one really feels like the numbers are stronger than they've ever been before. Um, I, I love that. I love this question, Jack. Have a great evening. I love this question, Andy. More strength in numbers. This team or 2015? Uh, 2015 by a large margin. They won a championship. That's all that matters. Um, so we'll, well see. Okay, let's say, let's take we'll the see. Champ- let's take the championship out of it right okay. now. Because okay. this team hasn't lost a championship yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. They could. They could be a champion in two weeks. Right. Um, obviously it's better to litigate after that, but let's say right now, I think 2015 is better because Andre Godal is better and there's nobody on this team like peak, uh, like that Andre, uh, Leandro Barbosa, most space, most space is better than I was going to get there. I was going to (laughs) get, um, I will say this though. I miss most space. There's Sean Livingston as well. And he was awesome on that team. Leandro Barbosa was that version of Jordan Poole, right? Harrison Barnes, you can bring up was also extremely solid. So I think that team had better uh, strength in numbers. But I will say this team is pretty damn good defensively. Pretty damn good. There was nothing like, I can't believe I'm going to say this. There was no Kevon Looney on that team. There's no Kevon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the I mean, Andrew, Andrew Bogut, Bogut but... erasure. 
You're, like, uh, you're, you're forgetting not a about defender. You're forgetting about my. Yeah, but you didn't need to be as good of a perimeter. Not back, back then. then. You're right. Yeah, you're right. That's a fair point. <laughs> I, I think it's even. I mean, I'm gonna hedge this hard. So I'm going to say it's pretty even. I think 2015 undoubtedly was better defensively. Um, they had more veterans who were just defensive players, period. They also didn't have like clay off of two injuries. They, they were better defensively. I actually think this team is smarter because the core players are veterans instead of the core players being young guys. In two, 2015, the core players were young guys and the role players were super sage veterans. In 2021, the core guys are, it's like Spursy. They're super old. They know everything. I mean, they're, they're not that old, but like, you know what I mean? Like they've, they've been through it all. They're, there's no matchup where I'm like, well, you know, they're going to get outsmarted. You know, like the smartest player on the floor and the role players are a little younger, a little more explosive. So I, I think it's honestly even it's just like two different flavors you're right i mean it comes down to that core Uh, go back to the game tonight warriors had like five turnovers and you saw steph i mean he did his impersonation of chris paul essentially when steph plays bad he's chris paul quote unquote bad i should say by the way and steph was also elite defensively tonight we didn't see any other bad turnovers same with draymond None of the bad turnovers. By the and way, they, why does why does Steph not get called the ultimate leader when he plays a floor general? <laughs> the standards for Steph are so high, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. He only gets compared to 2016 Steph. That's all he gets compared to. That's it. They will it, it, not when, say he had a good game unless he scores 30. Yep. And Chris and, Paul, and, Chris Paul yep. gets 15 and he's the floor general. <laughs> standards are low for frauds like Chris Paul. And then the final part, I think, is Clay Thompson. I think that's the that's the key tonight is that we didn't see Clay Thompson take disgusting, terrible shots that we've seen. We saw him when he was covered and it was going to be a bad shot. He either passed it out, took a dribble, took a midi, or passed it and dropped it off to Loon. I think that is the type of maturity this team has. And I think, Sam, like, we talked about this. This team came into this postseason, that core three, played 11 minutes together. Like, they're just starting to figure it out now. Pretty good, pretty good timing. By the way, if you're watching the post game show, uh, our guy Luca wearing just an old man sweater, and I, I think it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he is very fond. He is very fond. <laughs> right. He's about he, what? What? Uh, what clubs he hitting up tonight? Is he going to Temple? Is he going to? <sighs> there's I, I, no I, chance he's not going to somewhere with some EDM tonight in San Francisco. <laughs> He's ha- I think he's Halcyon tonight. He's uh he's for sure a, a deep house guy. JM Stein, my man. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? So, How's it going? I, I wanna kind of be clear here. I think what you guys said is kind of the last five years of basketball, our stars have been if if I lose, it's my teammates. And Steph has kind of changed it into I make my teammates better. Um I think it just this pod is just basically a, a ad for stuff better. Night, guys. Excellent work. Correct, gotcha. Correct Jamstein. We have a brand. We stick to it. Um, you know, the, <laughs> we we spent a long time earning this brand, <laughs> and it ain't stopping. We're not, <laughs> and it ain't going anywhere. No, it's it's not stopping. It is what it is. All right, let's get Gio up here. Gio, my man. Yeah, great, great, great day. I mean, great, just great teams, great series, just great, like, year, like, for everybody. 
Oh, I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm glad Clay's. Ha- I'm glad Clay had this size moment. I'm glad Steph had his moment. I'm glad the Draymond are back in the finals again. Um, my question is: Is Steph top ten? Like, like after this, like, is he just? Is he like? Is he just top ten player all time? Like level type type guy now, officially. Oh, we doing player rankings. So here's here's how I feel. Can I go first, Andy? Please. Yeah, you're like go first because I don't want to talk about this. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. But yes, go ahead. Exactly, you know me, so it's exactly how I feel. There are not ten players in the NBA who matter more than Steph Curry to the history of the game. Everyone argues about the greatest of all time, but it changes generationally. I absolutely do not want to hear someone tell me about how good Oscar Robertson is. You didn't watch him play. You're full of shit. You know what I mean? So. With that in mind, you cannot tell me, look, I'm 37 years old. I've watched a lot of basketball. There are not five players who matter to the game of basketball more than Steph Curry in my lifetime. He's clearly top 10 all time. You're you're grasping at straws if you argue it. Him and LeBron James are the only players who matter since Kobe Bryant. Um, in that previous generation, it's Kobe and Duncan. Before that, it's Michael Jordan. Before that, and Hakeem maybe. Before that, it's Magic and Bird. We're at eight right there. And then you can bring up like Kareem and maybe Bill Russell or stuff like that. Like There are only a handful of players who matter in the history of the game, and he is undoubtedly in the top ten. I, dude, I'm marveling. You, you've got that home to a T, brother. That's a great fucking take. I have nothing to add to that outside of uh, it is always fascinating to me that Steph is in the conversation, and I tweeted this earlier, uh, for the top 10 players of all time, despite the fact that he is the same height as Sam as Fendiari. And that is That's right, I'm over six foot. <laughs> I mean, Steph's six. I mean, right? Like, it's just the fact that he's six three, one hundred eighty five pounds. Considered, I'm, I'm not one eighty five anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> right. I'm not one eighty five, and I'm six feet. Uh, is that he's in that conversation is ridiculous. I mean, you look down the line. You let's name the guys you talked about: Tim Duncan, seven feet, MJ, Kobe, LeBron. Those guys are three of the most, if not the most, athletic guys in NBA history. Larry Bird, Magic, those guys are enormous. And I think, like, you just talk about Hakeem, seven-footer, right? And I just think that you talk about all these players, and none of these guys look like Steph, man. None of these guys. And there will be another guy. There will never be another guy with that would, that would look like Steph in the top ten, in my opinion. It's crazy. No. I mean, he's, he's clearly the best guard of all time. Anyone who's better than him is a wing or a big. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. At some point... At some point, there's going to be some six-one like freak who you know shoots forty-eight percent from forty feet out. Uh, you know, in twenty years, and you and I are going to be like the old men who's like Steph used to do that. You know? Steph started that. <laughs> so we're that doing, guy has a career yeah, in the but, NBA because of Steph. Okay, it might yeah, it might be canon. But, but like, it might be canon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who knows? Like, that's that's actually probably the best selling part of Steph. Like, old guys like can't like truly understand what he does they're like i had a teammate who could do that it's like no you didn't dude <laughs> you know, like that's that's the thing but anyway we keep moving let's get kareem up here what 
is up. Listen, let me just say this. I had a crappy week this week. So it was just so great for them to close it out at home. It was beautiful. I'm glad they got off to that hot start and that Stefan finally got some type of recognition. If anything, uh, always coming back to the fan base, just we appreciate him and knows what he brings to the table all the time. So there will always be love for Stephen Curry and his greatness within the fan base. And at some point down the line, we hope the whole world actually sees that and can embrace that, even if he is 6'3", okay? That's that's taller than me, that's for darn sure. But anyway, uh, but I just wanna ask this question because Sam, I think I saw you um, uh, tweet this out, just like watching, uh, Game six, Clay, but this one is game five, Clay, go off, how that excites you. But which really gets you more hype? Is it watching Clay go off or having the Stephen Curry flurries pop off? But that's it, guys. Have a great evening, Korea, man. I hope hope your next week is better. Um, I'm going to go with Clay, honestly. And I'm going to tell you why. When Clay goes off, that means the team is going off. Um, and there's something intrinsically different about that than anything else. Because, like, Clay tends to go off when the ball is moving. Uh, it, there's a reason when Clay's flurries exult with, like, the most Warriors of Warriors moments. I also think, and I'm with you, I'm going to go with Clay. And I think part of that is because he's been out for so long. For me, that's what it is. I'm a sentimental dude, man. I'm I'm soft. <laughs> I, I see him put this type of performance together, and I'm yeah. just like, <sighs> you are a you are a team guy. I am a, I am a sad boy, you know. I'm like Wiseman, me and Big Jim. By the way, did you see Big Jim in the background smiling today? Yeah, love to Western, see that. Western Conference champion James Wiseman. <laughs> you love to see that. Good for him, man. Well, Mel, you know how many Western Conference titles Lamelo oh, Ball boy. has? Okay, all right, all right. So, <laughs> I, I, it's, just, it's so cool to Sorry. see Clay do this, but uh, I just, you know, I like seeing Big Jim smile. He's always sad. He looks always soaking. It looks like. Anyway, let's keep him moving. Yeah, you're like Looney. You just like setting screens. Um, Diego, what's up, man? Hey, hello. Diego, what's up, my guy? Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, I was actually at the game, so I just want to give a huge shout-out to the crowd. It was super awesome. Uh, guys, thank you for running, you know, the post-game. You know, I don't have much to say. Uh, just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on probably what you think the next focus for the Warriors over the next five days should be. And, uh, again, thanks uh, for everything y'all do. Diego, appreciate you. I mean, I, the cliff notes of it is get healthy. Steph rolled his ankle. He played through it. He was clearly limited. Otto's out. Uh, I can't remember the last time Andre Godal played a game. Um, you know, GP2's fighting through that injury he got in the Memphis series. Uh, Boston is a better team than Dallas. So, like, in general, I, I don't think the Warriors can't beat them. We can talk about it. But, like, get healthy. You're going to need your bodies. They're probably not a team you can have half your rotation out against. No. Uh, friend of the show, Diego, by the way. Good dude. Um, yeah. Uh, we saw Otto and Andre and GP uh, all in the street close. That's their three best bench players outside of Jordan Poole on the bench, then, uh, uh, not playing tonight. So, 
Get those guys back. Get those guys back, and uh, I think I'm pretty confident the Warriors winning that series. But I don't think it's going to be like a five game series. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll no, get into it, it on Sunday. It, I mean, the, before we get into it, like my only take is it's a wing series. So you need your you need your wing guys. Yeah, you need Andre to get healthy this round. You need, I mean, you need Otto healthy. Uh, if if you can get GP two, that'd be amazing. Obviously, I, you want him, but like I don't know if it's possible. It's it. I mean, Boston is a wing heavy, versatile team. It's it's just going to be that kind of series. I have a take. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to completely lock up Jason Tatum uh, after going through Luka Doncic. I think the Warriors going to struggle to score, but Andrew Wiggins just went through Luka Doncic, and uh, I think he's preparing yeah. pretty well for for Jason Tatum. That's can we sure. can we th- can we throw it out there that? Luka is a better offensive player than Tatum. Like, I don't think that's no, a hot yeah, take. It's not even close. No, it's not even close. Absolutely. Tatum's a phenomenal defender, by the way. He, like, yeah, that's it, the, un- I mean, that's a difference. Unlike, <laughs> unlike <laughs> Luka, the Warriors will not be able to pick on Tatum. But, like, no. yeah. I don't know who they can I'll, pick on, to be honest. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be an ugly series. It might be. But, you know yeah. what? It, it is what it is. It's finals. It's the final. Yeah, exactly. That's why you have Steph Curry. That's why you got the best player in the series. Let's get Mick up here. Mick, what's up, man? What's up? What's up, my brothers? Really, really good uh, night for us. Um, Yo, Moses Moody, that eight-point swing? Hells yeah. Um, I was laughing at the fact that, um, you know, Belly had this, like, dagger three, and I'm just like, yo, this guy, like, everyone was, like, crapping on him for the most part of the season. And then he shows up like off the bench, just contributing. But yeah. Um, one last question would be, um, I guess like, who would you pick James Michael McAdoo or JTA? And oh, uh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you guys on um, next week. Have incredible. I'll I gotta go with my guy JTA. I love the goons. I love the goons. You don't you don't like JMM? Come on. I, I do, but I'm always gonna have a soft spot for JTA. Uh, J- hey, just because I hey, think J- he's still good. I don't. I like. Look, I recognize he's not perfect, and I know he shouldn't play in every rotation series. But like, I, I you know, he's. he's <laughs> Sam, you don't gotta. Spot. Sam, you don't gotta sell it. JTA is like twenty times better than Chase Michael back I'm just, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> He's like, Jason might go back and do was awful, man. <laughs> Legitimately awful. Yeah, that, that was a that was a heat check that didn't work out. Anyway, <laughs> he Paul, was a lottery guy coming into the NBA though. Like he was a top prospect. JTA was never that. Let's get to let's get to let's get to Ty. Ty, what's up, man? Yo, yo, good game. Um, glad motherfuckers was able to finish this out. I know Steph's ankle gonna be going crazy tonight. Um, it's been an impressive run because, you know, uh, injuries have been, uh, I think unfairly, um, you know, pinned to the, to the Warriors kind of like run this dynasty run. Uh, cause I think injuries is important in every single playoff run, but to be able to close this out, no auto, no GP2, no Andre, I think is huge. Um, the more I think about it, the less worried I am about either one of these Eastern Conference teams. Neither one of them can dribble. Wiggins is going to put Tatum on Wiggins Island. And there's going to be fun times with the agenda when Steph cooks the Celtics defense because they don't have the foot speed. Grant Williams can guard Giannis, but not Steph. Steph better. 
when when Ty is confident, that makes me confident. I, I don't really ever Ty's called an all season. He's he's rarely been wrong. So uh I'm happy. I do think I mean I'm I'm really excited to get into the Boston stuff. I think it's gonna just be a different type of series. Totally different. Not like this. Hey, by the um, by the way, Sam, breaking news. Steph Curry, unanimous Western Finals, Western Conference Finals MVP. Oh, what unanimous? Unanimous. Our uh, friend of the show, Marcus Thompson, had a vote. So also Vincent Goodwill, definitely not friend of the show, had a vote. So MT 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 with the vote. MT with the vote. MT had a vote. M- you tell MT us. Whip- MT whipped the vote in there. MT got in the voters' room and said, "We're not leaving here without the unanimous." I mean, this is this is some peak, you know. This is it's like it's like you know, MT MT's in there like uh, like Nancy Pelosi making sure everyone's oh, in line. You know, he's he's got them all down. He's you know, I, I expect nothing less from our guy. Yeah, <laughs> impressive, impressive My- stuff, MT. By the way, Reggie Miller also had a vote, and uh, Reggie Miller was selling for like Andrew Wiggins on TV. So it's always funny to see, you know, what people actually do versus versus what they say. Interesting. Yeah. All right, let's get to our guy, Larry. Larry, how you doing, man? I know Larry. Oh no! Not, I know Larry's not gonna do this to us. No, Larry's not gonna do that to you. Larry. There we go. There we <laughs> go. Appreciate it, sir. How you doing? It's thank God that that mute button lights up red. Okay, so anyway, um, this is an inspirational win. Uh, the only thing I worry about, well, uh, first of all, Bielica was incredible. Um, you know, he has his limitations, but he played within them, and he gave some. Very key moments. Moody gave some incredible moments. Um, you could make a case for for Looney as the MVP of the series. I'm so happy it ended up with Steph. Uh, I'm pretty sure the team would have voted it that way. Um, and now we got five days because I think Steph tweaked that ankle because he didn't really play that well after that. Didn't score much. He uh, played more like a decoy and a lot of, you know, driving floaters. He just wasn't, you know, when he got the ball in the wing, he didn't look really comfortable putting it up. So, um, you know, just thank God this is all happening. And maybe the uh, sports media entertainment team has figured out how to thread that needle with building and doing the championship. And if they did, it all comes down to Steph Curry. He's the most impressive talent I've seen, and I've been watching basketball since 1966. So uh, that's all I got to say. Thank you guys for being here. I love listening to everybody who comes up and talks, and I think this is one of the most fun uh, things about the Warriors right now. Wow. Larry, we appreciate it. 1966. Sam, what were you doing in 1966? I was negative at least 18 years old. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was negative 21, 26 years old. I, it's almost two lifetimes. From... Yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. Stop going. I get it. I get it. Um, that man no, has I, watched a lot of basketball, and for him to say that this this is the best, most impressive he's seen from Steph, is, it means a lot, man. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I do, I, I do this thing where I want to really appreciate – Steph and everything the Warriors have built because like objectively I thought about it I'm like what what are the Warriors after Steph Curry you know like what what if they're the Miami Heat and the Miami Heat 
have been to the finals. They've been to multiple conference finals. I think we'd all acknowledge they've been successful, but they haven't found that guy. You know, that could be the Warriors post post Steph Curry. But you know, it, it, you want to appreciate what you have when you have it in some ways because it's just there's a certain amount of luck that goes into like finding a player of that caliber. You know, like it, there there's no amount of like you know. There's, there's only a couple of them every generation. Yeah, I mean, shit. Every couple of generations, there's one of them, probably. It's LeBron and Steph of those generations, but we've got... Say, and, and, like, you know, the next one is, like, Giannis. KD. And like maybe you know. Luca, you know, like, stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's like, yeah. you don't you don't run into that many guys who can do that, so... Is it friend of the show, Kevin, by the way? It's always friend of the show, Kevin. Yeah, it's friend of the show, Kevin. Yeah. All right, let's get SFB drummer up here. Hey, here we go. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? You're, you're in the Texas area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were well, you at the game? Or not at the game tonight, but how's it How's it down there for those guys? Well, well you know, I'm in Houston, so, you know, that's rocket money, <laughs> but we already own real estate here. So, you know, I didn't know what that is. But um, I'm just happy that the Warriors made it back, man. Like, you know, if I would have told my 10-year-old self that, you know, you wouldn't have to suffer watching Larry Hughes and Chaparkapa and Troy Murphy and Brian Cardinal. And when you get in your 30s, Warriors are going to be winning championships. I wouldn't know what to say with myself. But, you know, um, and then also, you know, San Francisco teams, we've eliminated Dallas and sent them home twice in a span of like five months. <laughs> you absolutely love to see it. But, um, you know, we're back. Um, let's get this let's get this ring and let's get uh, Steph Curry this Finals MVP. Steph better. I love it, SFV drummer. I love it. The backhanded shade at the cat. I forgot about that. hasn't hasn't been as uh, positive in Ninerland recently. But yeah, right, any, all right. Any all right. anything you you know, let's play the greatest hits. They'll always have the beat down of the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great call. By the way, I want to point something out. It just popped in my head. Very cool, Sam, to see Aisha Curry at the game. I, I feel like we haven't seen much of Aisha this season uh, for whatever reason. I, I don't speculate. I just I just am happy to see that she's at the game and she's smiling and, you know, all the kids are there. So I thought that was really cool, man. I, I'm happy for her and, and Steph. And, and, Shout uh, out Canada. Shout yeah, out my guy Canada. <laughs> you remember when, when this run first started, Riley was like, whatever, four years old, and now she's yeah. like – like tall, it's like insane. It's like, wow, what is going on? Dude, when the run started, Riley was like a cute little two-year-old, and now she's like, I don't know, <laughs> right? middle school or something right. like that. And like two of the other kids weren't even born. Like Ryan and Cannon weren't even born. So that if nothing else, that should put into perspective how long it's gone. <laughs> like he went from one to three kids. That's all he knew to know. That is insane. That is insane. <laughs> Steph Curry, always a shooter. Oh, where's the shooter? <laughs> Relax. Let's keep it moving. All right, Archie, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, just elated for, you know, the Warriors to get back where we are. Um, just a couple points, a quick ones. You know, I just want to give flowers, really, to Looney and Wiggins um, for the entire series. And, you know, we talked about Wiggins. Um, Sam, you said that you felt like Poole was like that like the second like the second portion of what the Warriors are doing, I think for Wiggins, like he kinda is he was that reclamation project that Kerr and the I like that. Everybody yeah. wanted it. 
So to see him do what he's been doing uh, specifically in the playoffs has been amazing. Um, I think lastly, um, specifically with Curry, when he rolled his ankle early, when they were kind of showing the replay, the one thing that I was thinking about was it was clear to me that he was really setting the tone on both ends. And I think he was just kind of like overplaying a little bit, but it really sets like the foundation. Um, this infectious energy that's tangible. It's not like the media Kool-Aid leadership that they kind of put on CP3 right. here all the time. So for him to do that and to kind of watch, you know, Looney really assert himself early, Draymond um, being very, very, you know, aggressive, uh, Clay getting off to a hot start, it, it really just bleeds down to the roster. And it's not like a, it's not to say that they need Curry, but it's like, you'll never, especially with this, this unit, the, the big three that we have with Clay, uh, uh, Curry and Dre, I don't know if we'll ever see a number three that are a perfect match for each other that can then transfer that energy to everybody else on the roster. And I think of all the players, as much as I love Poole, I love Curry, I love everybody. I think seeing it, really manifest in Wiggins is just like a huge thing. Like if we win this whole thing, um, it's something that we're going to talk about for a long time. Cause it's like Wiggins was like the forgotten guy. And for him to I be like that. guarding Luca 90 feet, you know what I mean? It's, it's the craziest thing to see and still give him bucks. In the Archie, I appreciate that call. I like that. I like it because he's right. And maybe we didn't give enough due credit, but like pool is definitely an example of like era two of the Warriors with development, but so is Wiggins. Wiggins is an example of this organization being able to kind of, you know, reclaim players and kind of bring the best out of them. And yeah, he's right. He's, he's dead on. Grant, what's up, man? Yo, calling in from New York city. Just wanted to say love light years, love the diversity of followers. I've been uh, I've saved up some notes for what I wanted to say because I've been able to call it for a while. Um, the analogy you had a couple uh, weeks or a couple games back about Brady with Curry just being super great at executing. That's how I feel about you and Andy's podcasters. I feel like you guys have grown up. <laughs> I appreciate that. I also think that like I just feel really great right now as a Warrior fan. I think that this run, a lot of what you've been saying, just solidifies us as sort of a marquee franchise. It solidifies Steph. As like, yeah, oh yeah, he had the five-year run, but like, no, he is a walking window. Like, you see a lot of these teams that like the Bucks, that they could win a championship then one year, they're out in the, you know, in the second round of next year. Like, I think that Steph is like Van Gogh. We're not going to appreciate it until he's gone. In the era where we had like a really dramatic shift in team building, the fact that he stayed at one team and had continued success is really going to age well. I think it really will. And um, I think you guys have been hinting at this a little bit. I listen to your pause a lot. A little KD slander, you know, like, <laughs> like I like the craziest thing, and, and Lo was talking about this on his last podcast. You know, he agrees to the sign and trade with D'Lo, which he didn't have to do. First round pick, protected top twenty. The Warriors suck the next year. It's a second round pick in twenty twenty five. That becomes D'Lo. That becomes Wiggins and Kaminga. And you think KD doesn't think about that when he sees Wiggins balling out against Luca while he's at home? No, man, like. Steph, like you look at him next to his peers, Chris Paul, Westbrook, Harden, Durant, he kind of ruined all those dudes' careers, which is very Jordan-like. Um, just love, love what we're, where we're at. I thought we were going to be done 
as you know at this peak and and Steph Curry proved us wrong. Steph better. That's fucking art. That's Damn, just that's art. I appreciate that. And you know, sometimes I forget about the fact that KD approved the uh D'Lo trade. KD, come home. Always a friend <laughs> of the bay. Kevin, come back. No. <laughs> oh, my guy. You know. Oh, let's get Ron up here. We got a couple more and then we can call it a night. Ron Dizzle, my man. Hey, yo, guys. First time, long time. Um, I was at the game tonight. I was lucky enough to go. Um, for some reason, God let me go with the courtside lounges. I don't know if you guys ever been there before, but you get you get like a bartender. The, billion, the billionaire and, bunkers? And you get like chicken nuggets and sushi all up the, the yin-yang. But two things I just want to say. One, I ran into uh, the legend J-Ram in the hallway, so I knew we were going to win tonight. And number two, uh, Luca. He looks so crazy, like up close and personal. If you ever get to see him play live, like, man, he's going to be a star. But guess what? Steph better. We're back. Six out of eight. I'm pretty lit right now because the bartender kept getting me drinks. And I just want (laughs) to say I love you guys. Hey, shout out to the Light Years fam and everyone in the chat. Thank you, guys. Ron, appreciate you. Oh, undefeated list of callers tonight. Jeez. I just, I, you know, I can get J-Ram on here to, to oh. I, got, I got a list of questions for him. <laughs> J-Ram popping champagne with 30 right now. Let him live. Let him live. We're going to, we're going to end tonight with, you know, we got to bring the closer yeah, no, in. Okay. This is, this is, you know, it's just like Mariano Rivera right here. Yeah, man, I yeah. don't need J-Ram. He can go live with Mike Brown and the Kings and Vivek. This is, I, don't, <laughs> I don't need anything with J-Ram, man. I'm, done with that guy but hey at least he showed up for us right um no but the thing the thing is here you know curry is just like he's midas man everything he touches turns to gold man he fixed a franchise that was in complete shambles laughing stock of the league i was getting lower level seats for like 25 bucks a seat good luck doing that today it's just oh my god i can't believe it And, and and they've made an award for the western conference it's bullshit. It's named after someone in the Midwest. It should be the Stephen Curry Award. And that's and that's what we should all lobby for. No one cares about Oscar Robinson. He's not a top 10 guy. He got these crazy inflated stats in a 10 to 12 team league. It's just it's just preposterous. That, that guy, you know, top 20, drop him out. Steph, that should be named after him. We're going to go to the finals. We're going to smoke the Boston Celtics. Those guys are awful on, on the defensive boards. Right, they, they let Miami come in and just grab offensive board after offensive board for second chance points. We're gonna murder them on that. We're gonna play good defense on them, and we're gonna take this in five. Thanks, guys. McWalters, I appreciate you. Andy Lou, I appreciate you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> look at that sentimental like Clay Thompson. You know what? Let's end it here. Sam Espendiari, Andy Lou. You know who's the only duo better than Sam and Draymond? It's the Light Years Boys, baby. We'll be back on Sunday.